Hi, welcome back to Project Healing. I'm Catherine, psychic medium, intuitive healer, and with me is my beautiful co-star, Jenna K. Empath. <laughs> wow, that was intense. You're welcome. That was intense. Hi, everybody. Today, we're talking about falling down. We've all been there, right? We've all been at the bottom of the mountain. So we're talking about what happens when we're at the bottom of that mountain, how we survive it, and how we start to climb back to the top and just come out stronger. The answer right, is not with a bottle of wine, is it? Oh, no, it's not. Okay. I mean, no. Just checking. Mm-mm, that's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. Some may disagree, but I'm here to tell you. <laughs> That's not, that's not, that's not a thing. Um, okay. Good thing so Jenna's I, lead on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to start with a quote, actually. I'm g- getting deep here. I'm getting real deep, real fast. I have been listening to, okay, wait, first of all, I'm all over the place. This is, this is kind of where we are today. We're just a little, we're a little crazy. We're a little hyped up. So we're just going <laughs> to roll with it. Um, did you know that Hay House now has an app called Hay House Audio. Did you know this? Hay House Publishing? Yeah. There's Hay House Audio. So I've been listening to like all of their books. No, it's <gasps> it's like an audio, like a like an audible for Hay oh, House only. Like, I did not know yeah. that. I will check that out. Yes. So I've been listening to The Power of Vital Force by Rashri Patel. Mm. And she said something that I was like, whoa. And it was totally in line with what we're going to talk about today. And what she said was, perception is the furthest you can get from your true self. And I was like, whoa, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Jenna, you are going so deep so fast. So deep so fast. Sorry, I I just had to throw it out there because we'll see. We're going to revisit that at the end of this talk. Okay, walk me through this. We're going to put it there. All right. So I want to start with the fact that setbacks look completely different for everybody, right? So mm-hmm. for me, I could be like, oh my God, I broke a nail and it's the worst day ever. And right? it actually is that for happened. you. Well, not for you, but I mean like for whoever that is. <laughs> she said that so seriously. She's like, yeah, when she breaks a nail, oh my God, it's over. Um, yes, Jenna's exactly. got really nice some nails. people like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's the straw that broke the camel's back, right? For other people, they might be strong, be able to get through. Okay, I'm not saying that people that break a nail that cry that are not strong. That sounded really wrong. But anyway, um, they might go through some more intense stuff. That might be what breaks them, right? Like more intense thing, like a loss or give me something else that's really intense. I don't know. I'm losing my mind here. Burning dinner. Oh, that might not be very intense. I'm very food centered. I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe burning part of the kitchen down with your yeah, dinner. Yeah, that would know. do it. That would do it for me. Yeah, right? So setbacks look different for everyone, and that's okay. So just want to put that out there. A car breaking okay. down. Less tragic. What's that? You're, like your car yes. breaking down. Yes. Yeah. Three, Ooh, like yeah, 30 seconds too late. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? What? Red car. Okay. <laughs> um. So how do we get back up, right? How do we get back up when those things knock us down? I th- I personally think that one of the most important things is to not face it alone. Yes. What do you think about that? 100%. Like, community. 
Community, community, community. There's so much strength in community. Absolutely. When you face it alone, you are more likely to sit in it and not in a good way. Not in the good way that we tell you to sit in your feelings. It's like you're going to sit in it and wallow in it, right? Yes. And we help others by helping ourselves. So ask for help. Yes, absolutely. So reach out. Um, Talk to a counselor. Grab a mentor or a life coach. Confide in a friend or, you know, somebody that's close to you, a family member. Or if you aren't to the point where you feel like you can talk to to somebody about what you have going on, at least let out. At the very least, get with yourself. Um, And then maybe that will give you the confidence to kind of look at what you're going through and reach out to somebody. Um, what I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Ooh. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready for this? Probably not. Let's do it. I want you to tell us about a moment in life <gasps> that you felt like you just wouldn't survive. Is like you were like, this interview? is it. This, this is, the is end a job interview. How did you handle a difficult client? Um, this is the end <laughs> for me. Okay. Are we going to, we're going to be raw, right? Yeah. That's what it. project healing is all about. Rawness and vulnerability. Um, I'm not going to make it. This is the end. Finding out I was pregnant with my third child when we were on an IUD preventing said pregnancy was not all glory for us at all. I thought that was it. I was done. Dead on the kitchen floor, bawling my eyes out. (laughs) How did this happen? I don't understand. I I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't physically there for that. You're viewing me again. I, no, 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 no. I went, I went through the process with her. You in a did, way, in a way. So, yeah, it was rough. That was rough. What were some of the feelings that came up for you, though? Just so that we can, if you don't mind, share. Oh no, yes, so let's walk through like, this. Me, I'm such a private person. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> let's see. Shock, disbelief. I felt trapped. It's very, very overwhelmed emotionally my anxiety rolled into high gear um depression fear a lot of fear yeah disappointment which was huge to come to terms with because you shouldn't be disappointed about something like that but also you shouldn't judge yourself for being disappointed in something like that so right i think that's yeah that's a good start yeah yeah. And I think just all of the things that you said, I was like, oh, yeah, been there, been there, been yeah. there. And it's interesting because I'm seeing all of these different things in my life from like little minuscule things to the big things. Yeah. Like there are there are some big things. So for me, my I'd say probably my most recent moment that I've had where I really thought that I wasn't going to dig myself or be able to like get out of it was back in 2016. And I this is not something that I've shared with a ton of people, um, but I had a miscarriage and started there. Um, I was 10 weeks pregnant and all of a sudden knew something wasn't right. Went into, I got sent to the emergency room, went to the emergency room. They said, oh, no, everything's fine. Okay. So your mind is like going, so you start that like up yeah. and down. Like, okay, is it Been okay? Too, like what's yeah. going on? Two days later, everything was not fine. Um, ended up, you know, I was having a 
a miscarriage. There was no more heartbeat. That in itself was devastating, yeah. you know. Um, and for anybody that hasn't gone through that and that you might be sitting there saying, well, you are only 10 weeks. I'm just going to say, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that to anybody. Just delete that thought from your mind because once you're a mom, you're a mom. And anybody that's a mom knows that. Um, so anyway, and then wanted to face, like, I wanted to go through the miscarriage naturally. So they gave me an option. I didn't want to have a minor surgery. I just wanted to go through it. Yeah, that was probably not the right choice. I ended up having to have the minor surgery anyway. Then I get a phone call that not only was uh, there a baby, but there was also a tumor. So that was really intense. Um, come to find out, I had a rare form of pregnancy cancer called gestational trophoblastic disease. And in most cases, it's like a molar pregnancy where it's just a tumor. In my case, I had a baby and a tumor. So they grew at the same rate. The tumor overtook the baby. And that's basically what happened. Your face right now. If you guys could see Catherine's face right it's now. It's really hard like, to shock me. And it's been oh done. I've been left speechless like three times in my life. And I already mentioned one of them. So this is the third. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was that was really, really hard. Um, I had to talk to an oncologist. Um, and I had to get blood tests done for weeks to make sure that everything was okay. Um, they were pretty positive that um, I based on my blood tests, that I didn't have any cancer remaining and that I got really lucky after I had the minor surgical procedure that everything was taken out with that. Um, and I was lucky. That is what happened. But I just remember you don't expect to get a phone call saying that, like, you have cancer. Like, that's a huge that's a huge thing to deal with. And especially, like, so many unknowns. This is an extremely rare thing. You know, we've not had any cases of it in our office. Like, oh, you're saying all the right things to calm me. No, you're not. <laughs> um, I remember my husband, that was probably one of maybe five times that I've ever seen him just cry and mm. be like, what are we going to do? It was it was nuts. Um, and we had a little guy at home, too. So yeah. we not how, only had to go through he, all like, of this, three? but Cam was, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was three. So trying to shield him from, from that, then um, do my jobs. I teach dance and I direct a daycare center. So both of my jobs are very, very involved. And if I'm being completely honest, guys, like I went into shut down mode. Like I could not face the world. I it was it was rough, man. Like it was pr probably a good two months before I could truly bounce back. Um but what I found in that time were, were that there were helpers. There were people that wanted to help me, even people that had no idea what was going on with me or reaching out and just being like, hey, where'd you go? You know, because I did. I kind of just like fell off. I literally hit the bottom of that and I curled up and I was ready to die. Like that's that's where I went. Um, and my husband was super supportive. My parents were amazing. Um, I shared with a few friends and actually found out that some of my other friends had gone through miscarriage as well. So I found bonds that I never would have found if I wouldn't have, you know, opened my mouth and yeah. shared a little bit of my story. Um, but I got way off on a tangent of what happened. But I just I wanted to share little pieces of what happened to each and each of us because it looks different for everybody. On polar and opposite ends of the spectrum. 
right? Yeah. Yours was the yeah. loss of yeah. a child and mine was gaining a child. Absolutely. And just so everybody is aware, like we didn't talk about this ahead of time. I no, because that wouldn't have been my example. I had, I had no idea what Catherine was going to talk about. And it's it's good. It was actually perfect, I, I think, because everything affects people differently. It and does. That's okay. Um, so how did you get yourself out of your, your mindset? Like what shifted for you? Mm, you know what? It was accepting that it was okay to not be excited about that pregnancy. Oh yeah. And then yeah, eventually I started to get excited about it. I'm yes. still horrified. I did not, I firmly believed in not being outnumbered and now we're outnumbered, but <laughs> it's also, I realized it's going to be okay. Like, Life is going to continue to carry on. But I also, this happened in a period of deep healing for me. So mm -hmm. I was already on that journey and on that road. And I also believe that this baby came at a time that was in perfect alignment with the COVID crisis because how many people have drinking problems right now? <laughs> how many people are drinking <laughs> way too much right now? And it's not something I can do. So I think it was a little bit, myself with my struggle with alcohol I think it's it was like divine timing it was a gift to get pregnant unexpectedly like right. that to keep me as a better human being not drinking like that um I also would like to say that during this entire story this child is kicking the ever-loving crap out of my inside so <laughs> he's making himself known um <laughs> it's but what really got me through it was coming to terms with it I allowed myself to go through all of it I allowed yes. myself to go through all of the emotions and feel them and I allowed myself to get real with the idea because we didn't tell anybody until I was about 20 weeks or so. We didn't tell anybody yeah. until I knew it was a boy. So it was just over yeah. 20 weeks. And then we went public about it. And of course, people knew, but not like everybody. So it was allowing right. myself time to digest it. And it was allowing myself time to honestly kind of grieve the loss of the idea that my family was complete and that we were going to be okay. My husband's active duty military, so he's been on a shore command for five years now, and he goes back to a sea command very soon. When he does that, he's deployable again. So I, it was grieving the loss of the idea that I wasn't going to have to take care of a baby on my own, which is why we had kids when we did. So it, it was yeah. a lot of relinquishing control over my grieving process and over my processing process and letting the world just kind of let me swim through it for a minute while I figured it all out. And yeah, it was forcing myself to get real with it, like actually ordering things on Amazon that this baby needs and all of that, which if you could <laughs> see behind me is just like box after box after box of stuff because we thought we were done. So we got rid of everything. So it was right. nice to be able to actually go through that and come to terms with it and ease into it. So giving myself grace and time and allowing myself to feel these things without judging myself for them. Because on your end yeah. of things as well, I had also I've had two miscarriages and I understand that. So to have mm -hmm. that loss and then to also know what it's like to be like, shit, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like it was completely right. Two different experiences for sure. 
And even yeah. each miscarriage was a completely different experience. So I think, yeah, everything looks different for everybody. And if you're looking at someone who has never had a day as bad as that, as bad as yours or mine, I will say just be thankful and grateful that they've never had to experience that kind of pain and that something like a broken down car or a broken nail or burnt dinner is the worst pain that they've ever felt. That's yes. a good thing. You know what? Don't be it's mad funny. at them for that. Right. One thing that my dad used to say to us is when you think that you've got it bad, just remember that there's always somebody out there that has it worse than you. And I remember being a kid and like, what an awful thing to say. Like, I thought that that was like so terrible that he was saying that to us, especially those big feelings that come up yeah. with kids. But now as an adult, I appreciate that so much because that really has helped me get through a lot of things is like the thought that okay, this is really, really terrible, but there have been people out there that have survived famines and they've survived wars. And they've, you know, like I think of like all the things that are so much bigger than myself, my little tiny self in this gigantic universe. Um, and that really helps me get through things. And what you said about how you got through basically by taking your time, giving yourself yeah. grace and, and handling things in the way that you felt right for you is exactly what I was going to say about Perfect. how I handled it too. Is it just I took the time to grieve what I needed mm -hmm. to grieve and to get through and to let those feelings out and to put myself on pause because I knew I wasn't ready to open it up to the world. Yeah. Now I can talk about it. If you would have tried to talk to me about this back in 2016, I would have. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I know. Um, yeah, I do want to say okay. though. Back to the um, someone out there always has it worse kind of sentiment. I love and I hate that. And I'll tell you yeah. why I hate it. I hate it because I think it can also diminish what someone is going through. So true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know you get I know this isn't your intention at all, but I do because I know this isn't your intention. I want to touch on this, too. If you are this is something that I've heard time and time again, like do I really have the right to complain about this because someone else out there has it worse or my neighbor lost their job and their mom? I only lost my job. That doesn't mean you don't get to feel pain and grief or or right. badly about it. You're allowed to feel it. Just because someone else has it worse doesn't mean that your situation doesn't suck, so to speak. It's allowed to suck Absolutely. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't like the statement as a child because I was like, how dare you say that to me? You know, like, let me feel, let me, let me be. But, but there's now, truth to it both does, sides, it, it, yeah. It yeah, it inspires me now to use that as a crutch in a way for myself to get back up. Yeah. It's like, okay, if that guy could do it, if that guy could get through yes. that, I can get through this. Exactly. So that's how I mean it now. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, for sure. Um, so what else can we do to get through what can we do? How do we get out of this stuff? What do you got for me? Don't isolate yourself. Oh, yeah. Because asking yeah. for help and sharing your story, <clears throat> Project Healing, allows you <laughs> to find similarities and create community. Yes. It absolutely yeah. does. Can I tell you today I did four readings, I think? I'm not really sure. It's been a long day. But I did a handful of readings and a lot of them centered around, again, domestic violence or, oh, or some sort of sexual violence. And I think it's really interesting because those are two subject 
matter areas that a lot of attention is drawn away from because of shame. Yeah. Share your story if you're able to and ready to because you draw people in who need to hear yours for inspiration. Absolutely. If you can share it, you should. Yes. And there is something beautiful about being able to share your pain and that turning into someone else's healing. Yeah. And it, it turns into your own healing as well. It I does. mean, it's not just theirs. It turns into your own healing as well. Um, I think another thing that we can do to get through things is is make sure we find find things to do that spark joy in us. So um, I don't want to say to distract yourself at all because I think that that might put out the wrong message. But um, for me, I love to dance. I love to create. Um, and so being creative, listening to music to heal um, and move and be creative was super, super helpful for me. Um, and also writing, just kind of letting my creative juices flow with my writing um, and writing from the soul and just kind of like letting all of those emotions escape onto the page yeah. and turning it into, you know, something that I can look back on as a painful, but now healing, it's a healing memory for me. It's like, wow, I, I got through that. Um, so get with, get with things that bring you joy. You know, it's funny, something that came up for me today, and I I didn't really know. um, So the way that Jenna and I do things, we kind of tell each other what topic we want to talk about, and one of us kind of takes lead, and the other jumps in, okay? So what came up for me today was letting go of your struggle and allowing yourself to learn the lesson and soak up some karmic healing around it. So what I mean by that... You're meant to have these struggles so that you can learn something from them. So when you re- when you kind of like hide from it and stray away from the lesson, it's going to continue to come up for you until you learn that lesson. So yes. feel your struggle and think about what you're taking from it. And it doesn't have to be I yes. mean some scenarios like your story you just told, it's horrific. There's no like at first glance there's absolutely no silver lining to that whatsoever. And maybe the only silver lining to that is it's still huge. You saw what an incredible support system you had. Yeah. And you learned. It was a huge shift for my the, marriage. The really depth was. of your own strength as well. So the silver mm-hmm. lining may not look like something that you're prepared to look for, but it's there in some capacity. It's absolutely there. Being with my ex-husband, silver lining, I learned that – Number one, physically, I was a lot stronger than I knew. But number two, that I had a voice that was meant to be shared to help other people through things like that. I wasn't someone who was going to lay down and take it anymore. And that is something that I was able to learn at 21, 22 years old. Thank God. That was my silver lining. That relationship never happened. I never would have stopped taking myself so seriously. I never would have learned my own strength. And I never would have learned what I don't stand for so that I could learn what I do stand for. And one of those miscarriages was with him. And we had already broken up when I found out that I was pregnant. And I only found out I was pregnant because I miscarried. So that dealing with that versus the one I had before my son, Wesley, completely different. And I did not deal with that one. I completely left it. I remember this is the difference between handling it and not handling it. I 
essentially for the first few months after my husband left for a deployment, like not long after it happened. Um, in fact, I remember one of um, one of our friends stayed with me after the surgery because I miscarried naturally as well. And then they went in to do the surgery anyway to make sure that everything was out. Um, and I remember after that, he would get mad because he's like, you're not even reacting. You haven't even shed a tear. And I thought like, what do you want from me? I was still in survivor mode from my previous marriage, I think. Honestly, I was just yeah. like, I got through it. I'm fine. So I remember I went to close the door to our shed and it got stuck on something and it wouldn't shut. And all of a sudden I flew into this insane rage and I just kicked the shit out of everything in that shed and I slammed the door over and over and over and I stood inside and I screamed as loud as I possibly could and I cried my eyes out. And I remember when I finally stopped I walked into the house and I sat with my mean ass old man dog and I just (laughs) cried and cried and cried. And it finally all came out. And I remember calling my girlfriend and I was like, I need you to come over, bring wine. I need my friend. And that that's how I dealt with that. So much the same as finding out I was pregnant, but no, um, <laughs> minus situation. the wine. Yeah. No, it was definitely though, I had a tendency in the past to not deal with things, which holds you back. Right. It, it keeps you in like an energetic prison kind of. So absolutely moving forward with um, finding I, out. I'm so sorry. With finding out I was pregnant, it was allowing myself to feel it differently instead of hiding from it. You can't hide from it. It eventually catches up with you, whether you realize it or not. Absolutely. If you do not release things, they will just stay with you. I just want to take a quick moment to backtrack on what happens when two psychics do a podcast together because we're talking about ways to get through it. And I have my little bullet points over here that Catherine has not seen, but she was just talking about silver linings. And literally my next note on the page is focus on silver linings. Our thoughts are powerful, and it's exactly what she said. And I'm like, well, thanks, psychic friend, for getting that out there. You're so welcome. Um, so, <laughs> but with that, I want to say when people, I know this is something that is a trigger for both myself and Catherine, people saying that they are stuck. When people say that they are stuck, that is on them. That's on I you, boo. Hate you're saying that. you're stuck. The same girlfriend that <laughs> yes. came over with wine, I love her so much. Her name is Caitlin. She moved to Michigan, and I miss her so, so much. She's actually – she was one of my first woo-woo friends. Um, She told me when I was in a really bad place in my marriage, she was like, you know what, Kath? When I first met you, you told me something that was really powerful, and it stuck with me, and now it's your turn. She's like, you're not a tree, bitch. You're not stuck. (laughs) She's like, you are only here because you want to be still. So what is it? What's got to shift? What needs to change for you? And it's so right. And I think it's so incredible that today when I pulled cards for myself, I got so much information about healing. So this is so perfect, but I want to share this with you. Healing and transformation. It's about entering into unknown parts of ourselves to honor the light, okay? So have faith that there's growth in the chaos and keep growing in it. 
noticing our judgment Ooh. of others and our is the greatest way to get in touch with our shadow self or with the things that really hold us back, right? And um, it, it allows us to grow and become more aware of ourselves, which is greater empowerment for us as well. And being very aware of these judgments of others and of our own situations continues to light up what it is that we need to work on, which kind of leads back to when we allow ourselves to be helped, we help others too. So reaching out, looking for a community and, and continuing to not carry like the weight of, of your own world and everyone else's. You have to step into that healing and grow in the chaos. Yes. Yeah. I love it. That is amazing. So, um, oftentimes people get, get stuck. We were talking about people saying they're stuck. So oftentimes people get stuck and say, well, I don't even know where to start. My life is just so horrible. Everything's going wrong. So that brings me back to perception is the furthest you can get from your true self. What we need to do to get through that and to get back up after we have fallen down is to look at those thought patterns and look at what keeps coming up for us over and over and over again. And if you really cannot find it, listen to yourself speak. Listen to your thoughts. Um, just like Catherine just said, our judgments are usually what we need to work on. Mm -hmm. So when we're getting so angry with everything that our husband is doing or everything that's going wrong at work, what is it exactly and specifically yes. that is triggering you? One of my coaching yeah. clients, I make her write down everything that triggers her during the day and then look back at it and think, why yes. did this trigger me? So that she can allow yeah. herself can to step away from do it. That? And she oh, hold loved on, hold it. on, stop the presses. Everybody needs yeah. to do, do that. Can we all do that? Because if you don't know, yeah, if you don't know what shadow work is, that's it right there. Is looking at what you have issues with and then going back in and healing that. And little by little, you start to chip away. And the things that triggered you a month ago finally stop triggering you because you know why it is. You and it's little it by little and is the key as well. Little by little. Yes. None of this is expected to be one fell swoop. It's, it's no, a lot absolutely. of work. That's why I said in the beginning, we fell down to the bottom of the mountain and we're climbing our way back up. It is step by step, inch by inch, rock by rock, whatever it looks like for you. Um, however, your pace goes is okay because that's what's right for you. Um, I, I mean, I think that that's all I've got. I think that we pretty much wrapped it up. What do you think? I think we did. I think that um, I had something, but you know what? It, it left me. So it's okay that it left. It probably is. It's better off floating in the, in the abyss somewhere. Um, let me see what else on healing on digging your way back up, truthfully, ask for help if you need it. If that's yeah. the one point I can just hit on again, it's ask for help. Don't be afraid of asking for help because that's probably the hardest part. Once you ask for yes, that help and absolutely. you see it returned, you're, you're going to be okay. And, and also, we're going to link in our show notes today um, – the number for like crisis hotlines and that like a national crisis hotline. So if you feel like anxiety, depression or something like that is something that you need to to ever talk to a professional on that is that that is there for you. Hello, tongue twisters. Um, <laughs> and then if that's all you have, shall I tell them how they can become a Patreon? 
Yes. Yeah. Go patron. for it. Absolutely. Exciting stuff. Yes. Right now we have two tiers of $5, which is like a holler, $5 holler. We will shout you out. Thank you, Katie Nicholson, for supporting our podcast. Um, and yes. then for $10, we have a monthly reading. Thank you, Katie Nicholson, for supporting our podcast. No, um, <laughs> just want to keep saying <laughs> that awesome. because we love you so much. We're yeah, stoked. Katie. We're less than 10 episodes in and we have someone supporting us. We're so excited about that. Um, yes. Anywho, being grateful for every small step along the way. If you sign up as a $10 Patreon, you are welcome to our group monthly reading where you'll get a message, whether it is a universal message or a psychic medium reading for a little bit of everybody in the group. It will vary every month, but it's always going to be good. Sometimes it will be both Jenna and I. Sometimes it will be just one of us. So at the $10 tier, you get a psychic reading, a group psychic reading with either Jenna or myself. And we are super excited to be starting those finally. And then we have more tiers coming in soon. So be on the lookout for them. There will be some sick deals on having readings with either one of us or healing sessions as well. And we're really excited to bring that to our supporters. So thank you for tuning in. If you would like to leave us a review or follow us and you're on iTunes, you go right ahead and do that. If you're on Spotify and you can't leave a review because what the heck, Spotify, then go <laughs> head on over to our Facebook page, our Project Healing Facebook page, and leave a review there and we will enter you for a free reading on air, which will start in June. So all of these new things, I can't believe we're coming up on episode 10, or this is episode 10. I think this is episode 10. We're so excited. We lost count. All right, you guys, we will see you next week. Thanks again for tuning in to Project Healing. 